0: Hello and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome everybody to another edition of Jesus and a Cup of Joe. I'm so glad you're able to join us today. I want to talk about the most wonderful time of the year, but sometimes a to-do list feels endless. The preparation seems daunting and the holidays can always have a way of reminding us of deep disappointments. But if we choose to pause the busyness of this season and start discovering a deeper joy, what if we could slow down and embrace the pace of wonder? You know we're able to, we're able to experience the most wonderful time of the year, but we got to start making it the most worshipful time of the year because wonder and worship goes hand in hand. It may not be easy. We may have already had a difficult year. We may have experienced the loss of loved ones, the loss of financial or jobs, or just loss of dreams in our life. Or we may be in a season of waiting, but we cannot let our past experiences dictate our future expectations. But when we worship, We have to worship and understand that we're not going to worship our current circumstances because we have a reason to worship because of the gift we receive through Jesus. When we look at what the wise men did when they heard about the birth of Jesus in Matthew 2, verses 10 and 11, it reads, When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with the mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. For hundreds of years, people have been waiting. They've been waiting on God to fulfill his promise to send a Savior. And Christmas is one of the best reminders that God did keep his promise. He sent the ultimate gift to us. He sent Jesus. The wise men celebrated unrestrained joy. They were overcome. They fell down to worship this baby this Savior, this King of Kings. And they did it with wonder and worship. As we struggle to find the perfect gift for the ones that we love, because we want it to be meaningful, and we want them to to see how meaningful they are to us. But when the wise men gave gifts to Jesus, it had face value that seemed very odd to us today, but it painted a beautiful picture of who Jesus is. They brought him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And these gifts have significant uh, meanings to the center of our hearts for this Christmas. Together, those gifts show who Jesus is and God who is a sovereign but willing to suffer to save us. There's a lot of reasons that the wise men could have chose to bring other gifts, but they decided to bring gold because gold is something that you give a king. But if you think about it, Why would they have gave gold to a child? Because everyone back in those days were expecting God to send a king. In fact, the people wanted them to send someone to rule their country, not necessarily rule their hearts. But instead, God sent a child who would grow up to teach them how to live and how to die and how to love and one day would die to take the place of our sins so the child wasn't exactly what everybody was expecting and yet the wise men presented gold showing jesus is our king he is worthy of our praise sacrifice and honor gold is so significant even in the old testament in the first kings we see solomon use gold to build a temple to god and that in his very specific instructions he had a building a temple he made sure That it was a place where god could reside inside the temple there were different areas the most inner part was known of the most holy of holies or the holiest place and it's where the priests could encounter the presence of god and make sacrifices on behalf of the people the walls and altars were made of gold Within inside this temple so when the wise men gave jesus gold it foretold that That Jesus would make the ultimate sacrifice by dying on a cross and raising from the dead three days later. And that we could choose to have a relationship to God. The next gift that the wise men brought to Jesus was frankincense, which is better known as sap. Frankincense is a dried sap from trees, specifically a tree that's grown in the southern end of the Arabian Peninsula. And the way they harvest this they use a special knife by piercing a wound in this tree and they let the the sap begin to seep out and the first uh, collect or the first sap is not collected because they're using it to clean the the impurities around the the cut and later more cuts are fine or released the refined liquid and as it's dried up it creates a tear And this tear which is hard sap, is crushed into pieces and sold as frankincense. The frankincense delivered to Jesus would would more likely travel across the Arabian desert during this time, as Isaiah 66 foretold. For at that time, it would have been worth more than its weight in gold, for it is the purpose and function of this gift that we could really start to see its value. Frankincense was most often burned as a type of incense. The history of the word itself points to something like pure or high-quality incense. Although the Old Testament history, the pure incense was used by priests in the temple as a part of the ritual and sacrifice made to God to cover sins. It was also used regularly in the ancient world as a healing agent. So why did the, the wise men bring this gift of frankincense to a young Jesus? Whether they knew it or not, perhaps they were already telling the story, as Isaiah did in 53.5, where it reads, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Jesus did this. Jesus does this today. Just like the tree that creates the frankincense, Jesus was crushed so he could become our healing agent, the ultimate priest who sacrificed his life for the final and perfect sacrifice of our sins, who still goes to God on our behalf. He is the reset function that makes everything right. He is our peace. So looking at gold, and looking at the frankincense, bringing gold to a young child where gold would have been brought to a king because Jesus is the king of kings and the lord of lords. He is the ruler of all. And as I just read with the frankincense from Isaiah 53, 5, he was pierced by our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities. He was punished. But he... Paid the ultimate price and he was he became our healer he became our mediator between us and God so now we need to be able to look at these things and understand the gifts that these wise men were bringing the wise men also gave Jesus the final gift of myrrh and myrrh has many different uses but most mostly associated with suffering and death. Myrrh was used as anointing oil in the Old Testament to prepare the temple and the priest or the leaders. It's also used in the New Testament of an embalming oil or as a medicine to ease suffering for the people who are being crucified. Just like all the other gifts, myrrh was a foretold foreshadow of who Jesus would be, the anointed one, Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel to heal us and to set us free. He's a suffering servant. Jesus didn't drink the myrrh to ease his torment on the cross. He took it on by the full weight of the sins and took it all of the pain and suffering for us. And throughout his ministry, we see that Jesus had a servant heart. The ultimate sacrifice that Jesus has made for us, his life for ours, he suffered and paid for our sins that he never committed. So as you think about all that Jesus did to accomplish during this ministry on earth, let yourself be led to worship, that the worship can look a lot like different things. Maybe it's showing Jesus' gratitude by praising him for who he is. Maybe the suffering of Jesus. Maybe it's the extending the Jesus-like grace and love to others. Worship is something that wise men modeled for us to still completely in our lives today to show us what we need to do. The holiday season could be busy, and it could have so many moving parts. But like the wise men, we must remember and honor the gift that Jesus gave us. May we never get too busy or too distracted to forget remember the one who actually celebrated the best gift that we had for hundreds of years people waited on jesus so this christmas if you find yourself in a season of waiting you're not alone and waiting can be the most powerful reminder of the one we worship jesus could have saved us in a second but yet he chose to send a child someone who would come to live among us, suffering among us, and die for us as the perfect gift so we would never earn or deserve that death. Sometimes we can find ourselves so busy in the holiday seasons during the things that God, we forget the gift that he's given us. We get so busy and tied up in buying the gifts and purchasing and commercializing Christmas that we forget that the gift that Jesus was given to us. We forget what God has done for us by giving us this child named Jesus. But this Christmas, we do not have to hustle through the holidays. We could take a time to pause and remember the gift of grace. The gift that means we could stop stressing and, st- and stop trying to earn our way to God. Instead, receive what Jesus came to give us. The wise men didn't present the gifts to win their way to God. These gifts weren't offered with an agenda or expectations of blessing. Instead, they were presented as gifts as an overflow of worship and extension of wonder. Maybe we need to follow their lead. Maybe we not offer obedience out of obligation, but out of overflow and passion for the one who sent us the ultimate gift. We need to stop and take time this Christmas season. To remember and reflect on the true meaning of Christmas it's not about gifts and it's not about Santa Claus and all the wonderful songs that you sing it's not about candlelight services at your church the real reason for Christmas is to celebrate the birth of Jesus to know that God sent the perfect gift to us and that through Jesus we are able to one day go to heaven. The gifts the wise men offered were a source of hope for us today because it reminds us of who we worship, a God who sent his son, our king, our healer, our savior. So stop hurrying through the holidays and start embracing the peace of wonder and remember the birth of Jesus, which is our our rising king. If I had one point to make out of today's episode, out of the reading of of everything with you, is this. Take time to celebrate, worship, and stand in awe at the most beautiful gift of all, which is Jesus Christ. And when you buy those gifts, and you give those gifts, and you're decorating the trees, or your house, or however you celebrate Christmas, do it with a grateful heart. Do it with a servant's heart, and do it in remembrance of Jesus. And let the light of Jesus pass through you to where others can see. There are a lot of people in this world who may or may not celebrate Christmas. They may Celebrate other holidays. I don't believe in happy holidays and I don't believe in season's greetings. I believe in Merry Christmas for the simple fact Christ is the reason for Christmas. Without Christ, there would be no need for Christmas. So as we get ready to wrap up our time today, I want to say this. I hope and pray that each and every one of you have a very Merry Christmas. And may God bless each and every one of your families, but take time to stop when you're out there shopping from the hustle and bustle of life and remember the true reason for Christmas, the true reason for, for this holiday and be grateful and choose to have a servant heart. And if you're out there listening to my voice and you do not know Jesus as your savior, I pray that This season will be the time that you're able to come to Jesus. Now, something I want to do a little different is I want to close this with what I call the reading of the Christmas story. And it's found over in Luke chapter 2. It runs to verse 14. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken in the entire Roman area, and everyone went to their own town to register. So David went up from the town of Nazarene in Galilee to Judea, uh, Judea to Bethlehem, because he belonged in the house and the line of David. He went to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. And while they were there, it came time for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to the firstborn son, wrapped him in clothes, and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in an inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David a Savior was, has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you that you will find the baby wrapped in clothes laying in a manger. And suddenly a great Company of heavenly hosts appeared, with the angels praising the Lord, saying, "Glory to God in the highest heaven, peace on earth, and those who his favor and rest." As we finish reading what is known as the Christmas story, once again I am your host, Royce Bottoms, from Jesus and a Cup of Joe. May God bless each and every one of y'all, and I wish y'all a merry. Uh, Christmas, and I pray that the glory of God will just be in your house Christmas Day as you all come together and open your gifts, and as you go to your church services, I pray that that your heart will just be filled with the true love of that from Jesus. So thank you very much, and we will talk to you later on. Y'all have a great day.